Thanks for tuning in. I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch Podcast. We have a very special episode this week as we go in-depth into a report released in Washington this week. No, not that one. Joining me is Capital Research Center investigative researcher Hayden Ludwig, who wrote Big Money in Dark Shadows, a deep dive into the dark money network surrounding the liberal philanthropic consultancy Arabella Advisors. So Hayden, uh, what is what is the content of your report? What's it about? Well, Mike, we exposed a network of four nonprofits run by a for-profit philanthropy consulting firm called Arabella Advisors, but this is much bigger than just four groups. See, these four groups run a massive network of over 340 what we call pop-up groups. These are websites designed to look like nonprofits. To date, nobody's exposed these groups before, and this, this report is a thorough study on uh, the extent of these organizations and what they advocate for. And then, you know, there's a lot of talk about dark money. So used a lot by the left to go after conservatives. You guys are using it to describe Arabella Advisors. What do you mean by dark money? Well, broadly speaking, dark money is any spending from undisclosed sources to influence political debate. But effectively, that means any money that supports speech the left wants to silence. And then, so we, we have obviously this money now coming in through, uh, through Arabella Advisors. Do we, and do we know any of the, of the contributors into, into the, the organizations that Arabella manages? Uh, it, and probably it'd be good here to get sort of the big fund players and where they, where they stand and what they do. Yeah, of course. So the four nonprofits we're talking about, um, three of these are 501c3 organizations. The last one, though, is a 501c4 organization. What that effectively means is that it can lobby a, a lot higher than the other counterparts. But these groups are funded mostly by major left-wing foundations like, uh, take for instance, the Ford Foundation or the Gates Foundation or the Packard Foundation. These are groups that are used to spending tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars um, every year in order to influence political outcomes and debate. So this is nothing new to us. Uh, but Arabella's network is at the bleeding edge of activism. But the real trick is that its controllers hide behind quote-unquote philanthropy. And then how does this, how does this play out? Obviously, a lot, a lot of people, they hear 501c3, they think public charity, they think they're uh, the local Red Cross, the local animal shelter, people, uh, you know, the, their local church. Um, but yet we have the, these very large 501c3 organizations, and also Capital Research Center is a 501c3 organization, engaged in uh, the public policy process. And how, how does this play out? And then especially when you bring in the lobbying organizations, uh, which in the Arabella Network, that's the 1630 Fund, right? That's exactly right. Well, the real nature of these things lies at the heart of their pop-up group networks, not the nonprofits themselves. I'll give you an example. So one group that we uncovered is called Demand Justice. Demand Justice, we actually found them at a number of Supreme Court rallies, including protests against uh, Justice Brett So these are, these are rallies like at the Supreme Court calling on various political actors to defeat uh, the, no the, the nominees and the potential nominees that President Trump might have made for the Supreme Court and for the lower courts as well, right? That's exactly right. And these, these, are, these are protests attended by groups like the Center for American Progress and League of Conservation Voters and groups like that that normally attend these organizations, these um, protests rather. Uh, but Demand Justice, for all intents and purposes, appears to be a nonprofit. It has a website. It even accepts money. But what most people who saw them probably didn't know is that actually it's not a real nonprofit. It never owned so much as a pen or even had board meetings. The reason is, is because it's actually an arm of the 1630 Fund, that mega lobbyist that you mentioned earlier. 
1630 Fund is the real organization that spent money in electioneering and media communications in the 2018 election against, say, Brett Kavanaugh during his uh, confirmation hearings. So what this means is we call them a pop-up group because this group could appear overnight, about early 2018, um, without any real legal paperwork, no paper trail. And the fancy, the fancy term for that is what? Fiscal, that's fiscal sponsorship, essentially? That's one phrase that's often used for it. That's right. Okay. You know, my, my question when I see this is what, what, your, what the strategy behind setting up your organization to run like this uh, is. Uh, you know, we're all familiar in Washington with advocacy groups, even with networks. Uh, you have Tom Steyer's Environmentalist Network with the Next Gen groups. You have Charles and David Koch's uh, Libertarian Advocacy Network, Air Americans for Prosperity, then Freedom Partners Chamber of Commerce. But why would you set it up like, uh, like Arabella have done with all these website template fiscal sponsorship projects that are inside of these funds. What's what's the what's the advantage? What what do you gain? How do you play the game like that? Well, I think the real secret's in the name pop-up. I consider that politics is so fast moving these days that to go through the what could be at least a year-long process of working with the IRS to create a new nonprofit, sometimes that just doesn't work for an advocacy campaign. So what groups like Arabella have come up with is a great scheme where they can create dozens of websites, in this case, hundreds of websites. And in the report mentions that some of them actually do get then turned into organizations later, right? That's true. There are some that spin off and become actual 501c3 or c4 organizations. That's true. But the vast majority of them uh, remain websites. And the reason is, is because you can put them up in a matter of hours as opposed to a matter of weeks or months. So what this looks like to the, to the average viewer is a quote-unquote grassroots activism. What they don't know is that behind the facade are a whole series of mechanics that essentially boil down to a handful of multi-million dollar professional organizations that do this and get paid a lot of money. So something so so astroturfing or something very like it. That's I mean, exactly it calls right. To, calls to mind, you know, the the uh, the rolls of gra- the rolls of grass sod that uh, that home flippers, you know, use to make the the front lawn look pretty. <laughs> that, is that kind of what's going on? That's here? right. It is rolls of grass sod. That's right. Astroturfing at its finest. Um, we'll give you one example of a campaign why this is so effective. Um, Obamacare came up in question uh, late last year in December when a Texas judge uh, ruled that without the individual mandate, that is the mandate to buy health insurance, Obamacare... Which the Supreme Court had decided was a tax as it's kind of bizarro saving saving construction. (laughs) That's right. So without the individual mandate, then it can't be legal under this Texas judge's ruling, right? Well, in response, dozens, we've counted about 18 uh, such pop-up groups were created by Arabella's network with names like Save Our Care or Protect Our Care. These groups worked in tandem endorsing each other and creating coalition lists that include each other to make it look like to the general public that there's a huge coalition of grassroots citizens who are up in arms about uh, Republican efforts to defeat Obamacare. In reality, we were talking about a handful of, of large nonprofits all operating out of the same D.C. address. Fascinating. So is there, any, is there anything else that we, should, that we should take away? I mean, obviously we have this uh, the sort of imitation grassroots activity going on. We have not, you know, there's some questions about, uh, some questions about disclosure. And then, and what would you say is the bottom line 
with this with this report? Well, I think that groups on the left often attack conservative groups, like say the Koch network, um, for hiding a lot of money, what they call dark money, right? What we've exposed is a half a billion dollar enterprise that does that and much more. So I think the truth of what we're seeing is that quote unquote dark money or donor disclosure, these things really start at home. I mean, it's it, it, it's arm, it's arms race logic. You're not going, you're going to, you're going to go wherever you can go. Money always finds a way, isn't it? I think that's actually right. Yep. Well, thank you, Hayden, for joining us. That's our show for this week. If you want to read the full report, you can find it at capitalresearch.org. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. If you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.